You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, for service times or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. So, so chuffed to be here with you on Christmas Day. It's just lovely to look out and see all your faces. To be honest, I thought it might just be me, Tom and Simon that we're here this morning. <laughs> like, I didn't even know who was going to come. So it's lovely to see you all. Um, and you're just so welcome, especially if you're visiting or you're, uh, you know, you're here for the first time or maybe um, you don't go to church very often. It's just so, so lovely to have you here. Um, so earlier, Tom mentioned that in his family, they didn't open presents on Christmas Day until after the, the Queen's speech. And I just cannot compute this. I don't know if anyone else is with me. Um, that did not happen in my family at all. So, uh, Tom, I've, I've got something for you um, for now. Here we go. Actually, I know. Exciting. There's a present for you here, and you can open it now. There you go. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, yeah. Is it like going against the grain? Yeah. <laughs> no, you can open it now. Okay. exciting. Who's the messy opener? Yeah, same. Wow, this is well I like to keep the wrapping paper and use it next year. You might have noticed if you got a present from me. Not anymore. Oh, it's empty, is it? Oh, oh, is it? Nope. It's it's empty. So you do have to wait until after the Christmas. Sorry. No, I'm really joking. Sorry, babe. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, he's right, though. He's right. It's a completely empty box. Uh, don't get too sad about it. It's just an illustration for my talk. Like, I do have presents for you later. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's uh, an empty box. And I wanted to just really briefly speak to you this morning about things that are empty that are actually really, really Good news. Okay, so something empty on Christmas Day is not ideal, unless perhaps it's like a box of Pringles, because you've eaten them all, which is great. But you don't really want empty things on Christmas, do you? But without having any disappointment, Tom, for you, because you will get presents later, the empty things that I want to talk about this morning, really briefly, are just far better than an empty box at Christmas. Okay, so... Uh, I have a passage that I'm just going to briefly read to you. It's from Luke 2, and it's going to appear on the screen so you can see it. And it says, be very familiar words to you, that the angel said to them, that's the shepherds in the field, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, and lying in a manger. So the angels have this message for the shepherds, and they're saying that their saviour has been born, and that they will find him lying in a what? In a manger. Now, a manger is not a word we would normally use the rest of the year. I think it's like one of those Christmassy words, isn't it, that you just, you never say the whole year through, and then suddenly it's all about the manger. I probably wouldn't even know what a manger was if Jesus hadn't been, like, born in one, or, like, laid in one. Um, it's something within the manger that was really important. 
And this message that the angels were delivering was about a savior who was going to be born as a baby and placed into this manger. Held within the manger was a promise. There was a promise in that feeding trough for animals that was hope for the whole world. It was a promise of peace with God, peace between God and mankind. But babies don't stay babies forever, do they? Uh, They have a tendency to grow up and become bigger people. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened with Jesus. The manger was full for a time. It had a baby in it. But not long after, in fact, probably quite quickly, it was returned to those extremely confused animals who were wondering what on earth was going on in their feeding trough. And the family moved on. They moved out. They, they went back home. They, uh, they had a son who was growing up. The manger was empty. It was empty. And that's good news. You know, this time of year, we sing, don't we, a lot about the manger. We know away in a manger. It appears in a lot of the carols. And it's good to sing about it because that's what we want to remember that Jesus came, was born as a little baby. But the good news is that the manger is empty. <laughs> the good news is that Jesus did not stay as a baby, but he grew up. And as the angel said, he was the savior. He wasn't just a special man. He wasn't just somebody that we could admire, but it was somebody that was crucial to our eternal destiny, a savior, a savior. So peace with God has been promised by the angels here, by God, through this manger, which is now empty. And that moves me on to the second empty thing that I want to tell you about that's good news, that's better than an empty box, even better than the presents under the tree that are full. So the angels had dropped this huge clue about Jesus. He's going to be their savior. Not just their savior, the shepherds, but the savior of the world. Amen. So they didn't say to them, oh, guys, a really great other shepherd has been born to you. Or they didn't say, like, a fantastic leader has been born to you. Or, like, a startup entrepreneur has been born to you. Or, like, you know, someone like an influencer on YouTube has been born to you. No, it's not anything like that. It's somebody far greater, a savior. And the best news of all isn't just that we need a savior, but it's that God has provided one. So in Colossians chapter one, we read these verses. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, that's in Jesus. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Well, there is so much good news in that little tiny short passage that I would love to stand here and talk about. We don't have time because, as we said before, turkeys are in the oven. But I wanted you to just notice one particular thing. We've said peace was promised. It was promised by the angels in the manger, by the prophets before that, But now it's been made possible. It's been made possible. Do you notice the P's? Yeah. And to achieve it, Jesus had to die on the cross. In order to make peace with God possible, Jesus had to die on the cross. Our separation from the Father because of our sin was bridged because of Jesus' death on the cross. He's our Savior. But look, 
It's very twinkly and shiny, our cross in here at the moment, very Christmassy. We celebrate it, but it's empty. <laughs> There's nobody on it anymore. <laughs> it's empty. And we celebrate that fact. And we have this cross here to remind us of what Jesus did. He did it. Peace, is God, peace with God is now a possibility. So it was a promise. It became a possibility because of what Jesus did on the cross, dying for our sin rising again. So that leads me to my third and final fantastic empty thing. Jesus was born in a manger. It's empty. Hung on a cross. It's empty. Where was his body laid? In the tomb. In the tomb. What's the tomb? So it's probably another one of those words that we don't use very often, but it's, you know, it's a sealed, it was a sealed cave where they laid bodies that had to be kept in there. And it was dark, clearly. It was, it was a quiet place. It was a sad place. It was a place for the people at the time who knew Jesus, an incredibly confusing place. Why on earth was this savior that was promised lying in a dark, quiet, sad tomb? It was uncertain. But, but, <laughs> what's going on here? Our savior really did die. He really did die and his body was laid in the tomb. But the good news is now the tomb is also empty. empty. <laughs> Amen. Well done. You're catching on. The tomb is empty and death itself couldn't even hold Jesus. That's the victory he won when he died. He championed over death itself. He left the tomb behind empty and he returned to the Father and he left us with his spirit, the Holy Spirit. That's oh, the greatest gift, the Holy Spirit. So where peace was promised to us and became a possibility for us, it's now present with us by the power of the Holy Spirit forever. The peace of God and also peace within ourselves is only ever found in one person, in Jesus, in Jesus Christ. The empty manger, the empty cross, and the empty tomb all tell us this amazing story this amazing story. So can emptiness be a gift? Well, yes, actually. <laughs> yes, it can. And, and how for us today? Well, maybe this time of year, maybe it's difficult for you in some way. Christmas isn't always twinkly lights and, and mince pies for everybody. Well, definitely not for me because I hate mince pies. Um, anything with raisins in, as you all know. But Christmas can be hard. It can be a struggle. It can be a season to get through rather than a season to enjoy. And that's understandable for a lot of people. It can also be just like a reminder of some kind of ache that's inside you. I don't know what that is for you. But it can be a reminder of that ache, that emptiness. Maybe it actually really is a truly joyful and celebratory time. And you absolutely love Christmas and you love having people over and having all the food. It's rich. It's full. But maybe there's always a sense of emptiness after it's finished. Maybe there's a sense of, was that it? <laughs> Something's missing. You know, there's a line in a song that I really love, and it sums this feeling up quite well. And it says, maybe my greatest disappointments or the aching of this life are the revealing of a greater thirst this world can't satisfy. And I completely relate to that line. Like... Sometimes you feel the aching and disappointment of this life. But maybe it reveals something deeper, a deeper thirst that can't be satisfied by any of these 
Christmassy things. It can't be satisfied by anything the world gives. There's something more, and it's in Jesus. Nothing else and nowhere else can satisfy. So if you're feeling a little bit like, ugh, after Christmas, or even just now, you know, I'd really encourage you, lean into the fullness of God. He is full to overflowing, and he poured himself out for you. So whenever you feel that emptiness, lean into his fullness. He will never, ever disappoint you. He fills the empty with good things, and he fills us with a hope that never, ever, ever fails. So I want you to have a lovely day today. Enjoy your Christmases and enjoy the festivities and being with people. But whenever you see the empty space under the tree or you feel that empty ache in your heart, think of the empty manger. Think of the empty cross and think of the empty tomb. And then remember the fullness of the Spirit is with you right now. Shall we pray?